Welcome back to Return to Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Curry. If this is your first time here with me, then thank you very much for joining me today. If you've been here before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the truth, this podcast, and for coming back for more. If you haven't yet listened to our previous podcast episode, or season for that matter, then please make sure you go back and give it a listen. As always, before we begin any episode, we need to ask God to guide us into a better understanding of His Word. So with all that said, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you open our minds, allow us to understand your Word, fill us with more of your Holy Spirit, help us to examine ourselves, our own lives, before we examine others, and most of all, in all that we do, help us to put you first in all of it. Always guide us into a voice of love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The title of today's episode is Removing the Plank. Judge not that you be not judged. Probably one of the most quoted verses in the Bible, and yet also the most misinterpreted. Most of the time it is used in a way that doesn't accurately reflect its true meaning. So what do I mean? Well, some people use it to justify their own individual choices that they make in life. They use it as a wall to surround themselves with. They play this as the trump card and they slap it down hard. Don't judge me, they say, as if this verse is some sort of get-out-of-jail-free card or get-out-of-sin-free card. However, if this verse, judge not lest ye be judged, really means that all Christians are to never give any moral evaluation to the matter, to never really call out the bad, or maybe even a way to hold on to it, then we are in a heap of trouble here. And well, things aren't looking good for us. So is that truly what Jesus is really saying here? I don't think so. Because if you've studied closely the life of Jesus, you would see that Jesus himself had no problems with judging others. He called them out plain as day. Many times, to be honest. He called out the hypocrites, the greedy, the prideful, the sexually immoral, and so on. So we really need to look at the context here of what Jesus is saying. If we ignore context, then we can control the scriptures. That's not what we want as followers of Christ. Many people who quote Jesus saying this, judge not lest ye be judged, use it to judge others for judging. Plain and simple. But that can't be what Jesus had in mind in one of the most memorable sermons he ever preached. Jesus was preaching one of the best sermons in the Bible, the Sermon on the Mount. But who was he addressing? Who was he talking to and why? He was addressing areas of the surrounding audience that they thought they were doing well in. In this, Jesus shows they still are far off and have much work to continue to do. In other words, they themselves aren't what they think they are. Jesus is addressing an area that these religious elite and others continue to struggle with, and that is judging others. To me, even after all these years, it sounds like some of these things never change. 
judging, false witness, gossiping, it all goes hand in hand. In a way, some people may say it's best to keep it to yourself. Well, yes and no. We have all heard the saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. How true this saying really is, but let's dive a bit deeper into the matter. As we can see, Jesus doesn't seem to have an issue with correcting those who need it. He's done it many times. So why would he tell us not to judge one another? Why would he be contradicting himself? Unless maybe, just maybe, our definition of judging must be off. Let's go ahead and read the passage of Scripture in its entirety. Let's see what kind of light we can shed on this. Remember, context is key, and reading all the way through might just give us what we are looking for. Matthew chapter 7, verses 2-5 through five says this, Judge not, that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? But do not consider the plank in your own. Or how can you say to your brother, Let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite! First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Let's take a close look at the word that Jesus uses here. The word judge in this verse can be translated to mean to analyze or to evaluate. And yes, even at times, it can be translated to even mean to condemn. That's not a word we like to use, is it? But that is the word being used. In this context, it makes complete sense that Jesus is telling us to condemn not. So we see he is addressing condemnation. However, in many other places in the Bible, we are actually called to analyze and to evaluate each other. The opposite of condemnation and really something we could all use. But condemnation is not something that we are called to do. But that's what these religious people of the day and those surrounding him were doing back then. Condemning others, some to even death. Yes, you heard right, even death. What could be so horrible that you could do such a thing? Well, take a look at this passage of Scripture. It says in John chapter 8, verses 2 through 12, Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery, in the very act. Now Moses, in the law, commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, 
beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in his midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one there but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Ouch. A bit of salt in the wounds, if I do say so myself. If you think you are any better, go ahead and throw the first stone. If you think you are without fault, then cast away. As you can see, they weren't offering any type of godly help here on the matter, and they certainly weren't doing any of it in love. They were quick to grab a stone and quick to judge. In doing so, this they were condemning, and they were pushing others down around them so that they themselves looked better, hiding behind a mask. Jesus is directly and calling them out and their behavior. What Jesus did here is he showed them a mirror. He showed them their true selves. Go ahead and try this out for me. Make a fist and point your finger out as if you were pointing at something. Notice when you point your finger and take a look at all the other fingers. All of them are pointing right back at you. You see, we are not called to judge with a spirit of condemnation, but with a spirit of righteousness, a spirit of love, and in some cases, a sacrificial love like that of Jesus. Yes, it's okay to judge, and yes, you heard that right, but it depends on how you are doing it. That's the issue here. Proverbs 31.9 says this, Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. In other words, if you are going to judge, make sure it's in a way that is loving, in a way that's considerate, as if you are pleading for the life of the individual. Sometimes judging is like a shout from a lifeguard or someone that's trying to save your life. When Jesus told them to judge not, what he is simply saying to them is, do not condemn. Now, why is that? because the rocks and the stones that they throw at others around them will indeed ricochet right back at them and in the process stone themselves. In other words, you aren't in the clear yourself. You aren't as innocent as you pretend to be, now are you? Stop pointing fingers, stop badgering, and stop badmouthing. Leave the harping at the door. So quick to speak they are, without even considering their own status. If they condemn others because of their mistakes, they too will find themselves in the exact same place, condemned by their own mistakes. But this is exactly what the so-called religious leaders and surrounding people were doing. They were very careful to not miss a single speck of the smallest of sins in someone else's life, all the while ignoring the glaring stain of sin in their own life the plank in their own eye. From the book, Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing, it says here the Pharisees were of this class. They came forth from their religious services, 
not humbled with a sense of their own weakness, not grateful for the great privileges that God had given them. They came forth filled with spiritual pride. Their theme was, myself, my feelings, my knowledge, my ways. Their own attainments became the standard by which they judged others. Putting on the robes of self-dignity, they mounted the judgment seat to criticize and condemn. Thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. That's Romans 2.1. Thus those who condemn or criticize others proclaim themselves guilty, for they do the same things. In condemning others, they are passing sentence upon themselves, and God declares that this sentence is just. He accepts their own verdict against themselves. So what we're doing here is we're looking for a speck, but blinded by a plank. How can you even see? Luke 6, 39 says, And he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? So what's being said here is, you aren't helping the matter. You aren't lifting them up. You are driving them into the ground. You aren't even concerned for their own salvation. All you care about is your own self. However, Jesus tells us what we should do. He tells us plainly how we can help others. He tells us of a way that actually works better than this. He says, You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This is what Jesus is saying in this. Jesus never says we should not point out the speck. Notice that. Rather that we should deal with our own plank first, our own problems, so that we can see more clearly to help others with theirs. We are called to call out those who are drowning so that they can be saved before going under. We are not called to act as if we are any better and not drowning ourselves. As followers of Jesus, we all have a responsibility to confront brothers and sisters when engaging in sin. But we must do so in love and without condemnation. At the end of all of it, we're really just sinners in need of a Savior. So let's help each other out here. Let's not just love them in their sin. Let's pull them out of it. Let's lift them up. Let's do all we can to see them in eternal glory someday. There is a better life awaiting. That's the whole point to all of this, and that's what's being said here. But seriously, though, what kind of person would you be if you didn't acknowledge that someone was drowning? What if you just turned your head and looked the other way? What if you laughed and pointed? What if you helped push them under? When someone is doing something that is dangerous or potentially damaging, what is the loving thing to do? Well, Luke 6.31 says, And just as you want men to do to you, also do to them likewise. We should correct each other in love because we genuinely want the best for each other, right? Judging when done correctly should be a good thing not a bad thing. 
Judge not, lest ye be judged, is a powerful reminder to deal with our own sin first, so that we can help those around us in need, who are suffering from the sin in this world. James 4.11-12 says, Do not speak evil of one another. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Another lesson to be learned in all of this is before you assume, learn the facts. Before you judge, understand why. Before you hurt someone, feel. Before you speak, step back. Look at the life and ask what really is going on. And then look at yourself. So as we look further into this, we see another point that has to be made. If you keep on reading in Matthew, Jesus says, Beware the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. So it takes a very discerning sheep, doesn't it, to recognize that's not a true sheep. That's a wolf dressed in sheep's clothing. We have to be watching. We have to have discernment. These wolves will infiltrate the church. It's already happened. They are here now. We are to call them out from among us. We are to turn them away. So we see it requires judging, even a religious man's teaching, even the very words spoken behind the podium. Note it says here in Romans 16, 17 through 18, Now I urge you, keep your eye on those who cause dissensions and hindrances contrary to the teaching which you learn and turn away from them. For such men are slaves, not of our Lord Christ, but of their own appetites. And by their smooth and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts, the unsuspecting. We live in a time where tolerance, unity, and love, which really means conform or be nice, are dominant views and themes within the church and society we live in today. If you dare to stand up to, confront, or even expose the sin, or if you label someone's teaching as unbiblical, you get accused of being judgmental and unloving. But this happens even in our own lives, not just in the church. Sometimes you try to love and care for others, calling out with love, and what do you get back in return? Well, if it gets to that point, the point where nothing further can be done, the Bible says in Matthew 7, 6, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn and tear you in pieces. It was Dietrich Bonhoeffer who once said, Judging others makes us blind, whereas love is illuminating. By judging others, we blind ourselves to our own evil and to the grace which others are just as entitled to as we are. Only God alone can see the entire picture and truly know and understand the heart, the motive, and the intent of a person. However, we can use God's Word, His guiding light of truth as a source 
to throw out a lifeline of love from the safety of God. When done with a cry of love, we can model exactly what Jesus did by showing others their need to repent and turn away from their sin. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We have so much more coming your way. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Just search the name at return underscore to underscore truth and look for the logo. So feel free to drop us a Bible question and we will answer it here on the show. You can also leave a comment or even request a shout out. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of the apps or websites to stay up to date. Don't forget to then comment and rate because I want to hear from you. And please remember to share this podcast as much as you can. Get it out there. New episodes dropping every single Monday. So remember to stay tuned for our next episode as we return to truth.